Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. The names of God, and I want to talk to you today uh, about, we've been given all different names of the Lord. We gave Jehovah Jireh, and Jehovah Shalom, and Jehovah Ra, and Jehovah uh, Shama last week. We've given all these different names, and today I want to talk to you about a name that I think is so important, and that is the name Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. And many of you uh, have been here through this series, and you've heard me say this, and I'll say it again. You know, in the Bible, when they give the names of God, it's not a nickname for God. It's not just some name they just say, oh, yeah, that's who, who I think he is. No, it's his name, which is who he is. It represents who he is. And so these names are not just nicknames, they're who he is. And so today, we're talking about Jehovah Rapha. He is. Jehovah Rapha. What does that mean? It means the Lord who heals. He's, he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. I want to show it to you in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. It says, for I am the Lord who heals you. In this tra- translation, this is the American translation, obviously, it says, I am the Lord who heals you. In the original Hebrew, this says, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals. We serve a God who's in the healing business. I'll say it again because I just get hyped about this. We serve a God who is in the healing business. He is a God who is passionate about healing us and others around us. We do not serve a God who is far from us that gets to a place where he says, I hope you make it, you just get sick, or you just, you're just ill in your mind, and you just got to figure it out. No, we serve a God who is desiring to heal us. Why? Because he is the Lord who heals. He is Jehovah Rafa, And so we're going to talk today about this, and I want to show you a scripture to prove to you uh, how he is a God that heals. In John chapter 9, really where we get our text of our story today, in verse 1, it says, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples, asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be revealed in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then there will be uh, no one who can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground. Check this out. If Y'all may know this scripture. You may not. But check out what Jesus did. He didn't just say, be healed. No. Jesus spits on the ground. He made mud with his saliva. Anybody watching is like, Jesus, this is kind of gross. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. I would have been like, it's all good. He spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. Not only did he mix the mud with his spit, then he's like, all up in there. This is what he does. He says, he says, in the blind man's eyes, then verse 7, he told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So the man went and washed, and he came back seeing. He is Jehovah Rapha. All throughout the scripture, Jesus shows us a picture of who God is. Why? Because he was God. The Bible says that Jesus says, I've done nothing that I've not seen the Father do. 
I have said nothing that I've not seen the Father do. Jesus came to show us an example of who God really is. And he's showing us that he is a God who heals. In this scripture, these disciples, they ask, why is this man sick? Why is he, why is he, why, what's going on? What's the problem? And Jesus comes and he, he says, this is what I'm going to do. I want you to see my glory through this. And so he heals this man, showing us that he truly is Jehovah Jireh. And Je- I mean, I'm sorry, he is Jehovah Jireh too, but Jehovah Rapha. And here's what I know. God is a God who heals naturally and supernaturally. We hear oftentimes in, in the church world, like, why doesn't God heal like he used to heal? And why doesn't God, why aren't we seeing the miracles we don't, we don't see? And this is what I always tell people, we are. We are just now, as, as, a, as, a, as a society, have been so gifted with people who are able to learn how to work as doctors and scientists and these different ones. And, and people, so here's what happens now. We're able to go into a doctor's office and receive healing through medication and different things. That's still God. God still uses man. I know a lot of times man can think, and some people, I've even heard doctors say, you know what, I, I'm like God. No, you're not. God's gifted us with the ability to be able to help people receive healing. But God is still the one that heals. God heals naturally and supernaturally. And then sometimes God just heals us, boom, and we just, nobody, nobody helps us, no doctor helps us, and God heals us, and it's a, it's a miracle that way. There's natural miracle, and there's supernatural miracle. And supernatural, when we say supernatural, we can oftentimes think of like these weird shows where it's the supernatural, and it's like, ooh, ooh, and they make the supernatural so weird. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it kind of freaks me out. I don't like scary stuff. It kind of freaks me out. Like, that's not God. God's not, supernatural is not this like, no, supernatural is just this. It's just above or beyond the natural. It goes beyond the natural. It's supernatural because even though I don't understand it, and I may not be able to scientifically prove it, God goes above that, and he shows up in my life. It's not, ooh, it's just God coming and showing up in our lives and healing us because he is Jehovah Rapha. Here's what I always like to say because people say, well, does God really heal today? And is that just for the Bible times and biblical times? Like that was actually Jesus here. Like is God really still a healer today? And the answer to that is yes. And today I want to, from this story, I want to break out how I can show you that I believe that God is still a healing God today. In John chapter 9 and verse 1, it says, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? Was it because of his own sins or his parents sense. The first thing when we talk about really knowing is God really truly God Jehovah Rapha is he truly a healer? This is the first thing we have to do as a people to say okay, I want to really figure this out. Is this we have to look at the origin. Look at the origin of where sickness has come from. Here's what I want to encourage every person in this room and watching online. God did not make you sick. God did not make you sick. God did not make you sick. God is not a God that creates sickness, okay? And let me explain this because I've heard this well. People are sick in their body or they're sick mentally or they're sick emotionally. They're brokenhearted. And they say, oh, well, God's just allowing me or wanting me to walk through a struggle. God is a God that does not desire for us to walk through struggles. He, sometimes we walk through struggles, yes, but he's not the one that created that struggle. God does not create sickness. 
okay? And so here's what these men do. They ask, okay, here's what it is. They ask, okay, where this, what happens here? How'd they get sick? And here's what we know. We know that God did not create sickness. And so here's what we know. How do we know that? I want to show it to you. I'm a very, very quickly. From the very beginning of time, how do we know God does not create sickness? I want to show you. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27, I'm going to prove my point so you know. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God created male and female in the image of him. He created you and I in the image of who he is. Now, if that's the case, here's what we have to know. Okay, if God created me in the image of him, does that mean God gets sick because we get sick? Does God get a cold? Does God get get times where he gets the flu and he's got to be laid up in bed for three days and he's resting? No, God does not get sick. Let me show it to you in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4. I'm just going to show you scripture to prove our point because we're looking at the origin of sickness to know that he truly is a hero, healer. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There should be no more death. This is talking about heaven. No more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, and there shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. So here's what he's saying. He created us in the image of God. Then he shows us a picture of what heaven is like. Heaven is a place where there is no more sorrow. There is no more crying. There is no more pain. There is no more disease and sickness. And so here's what we know. If it's, if it's not in heaven, that means God does not exist with sickness. So now we ask, okay, if God's not, it doesn't create sickness. And if God, if there's no, if God created us in his image. And so if we're made in his image and he doesn't get sick, so how are we sick? Here's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Then why is there sickness in this world? Here's the answer. It's because of sin. It's because of sin. When sin entered the world, hear me, when sin entered the world, sickness was entered into the world. Now, here's what I know, because people will say this. Oh, well, am I sick because of my own sins and my own struggles and like because of my own situations? No, you're not sick because someone's sick is not sick because of their own sin, a sin in their life. They're sick because of the sin that's entered into the world. The outcome of sin is all types of illness. It's all types of shame and guilt and condemnation. It's sin has all these consequences that are now on this earth because of sin entering into the world. Does that make sense? And so this is what we have to understand. Sick, sickness didn't come in because God said, I'm going to create man and I want them to be sick. In fact, he created man in his own image and he gave them a tree that was the tree of life. And they could eat this tree and they could have life forever in the Garden of Adam and Eve. In the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Does that make sense? And so here's what we know. When we look at the origin of sickness, we see God did not create sickness. And we also see, okay, where did sickness come from? It came from the sin of man and woman at the beginning of time. And so here's what it is. Now we are receiving, uh, I say uh, repercussions, but we're receiving consequences in our bodies from sickness because sin entering the world. Not because of Adam and Eve, but because of sin that's on the earth. Does that make sense? Make sense? And so it's so important we understand this because if we don't, here's what we can do. We can look at sickness and we can think, God wants me to walk through this. God wants me to deal with this. God wants me to just to have it. This is just who I am and what happens. Now, God chooses to heal people and, and, and supernaturally, he chooses to heal people supernaturally. Sometimes God chooses to, to take people to heaven and not heal them on this earth, but he heals them in heaven. And they become fully restored in heaven. I don't know why God does what he does. He's a sovereign God. I don't question who he is. I just know he's a God who is Jehovah Rapha who heals. Does that make sense? 
So important that we would understand this. And so here in Psalms chapter 34, we say, okay, where where did sickness come from? It came from sin. And then what is sickness? In Psalms chapter 34 and verse 17, it says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near, check it out, the brokenhearted, and he saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivers him out of them all he keeps all his bones not one of them is broken right here in psalms it shows us four types of illnesses that we walk through it shows us four different ones it says that he in in verse uh verse 17 or verse 18 it says the lord is near the brokenhearted that is emotional illness emotional pain emotional sickness i don't know if you've ever walked through a true heartbreak but it's hard to go on I don't know if you've really walked through something that is truly break, that breaks your heart emotionally, but I, if you have, you know, it is truly a sickness. It is not good for your soul or for you. The Bible says God comes, he's near, he comes to heal. Then it says to save, he comes to save the crushing spirit. He comes to, to, spiritually, it's a sickness that's emotionally, then there's sickness spiritually. Jesus came, the Bible says, that we were, we were far from God, we were separated from God, and he came so that we can be near to God, so that we could be saved and forgiven, so that he could heal us and our souls spiritually. He could forgive us and we can be renewed and restored in him spiritually emotionally spiritually four different ways very quickly it says in verse 18 then verse 19 excuse me many are the afflictions of the righteous many are the afflictions the afflictions are mental the afflictions of the torments in my mind mental illness things that go on depression and anxiety and all types of mental illness god comes and he desires to heal us of our mental illnesses but the lord delivers him out of them all he keeps all his bones not one of them is broken that's physical. God, he wants to heal us. There's four different illnesses, and God wants to heal us from emotional sickness and illness and physical illness and emotion and spiritual illness and then also um, mental illness. These are the ways God wants to heal us, but we have to first know if we're going to receive healing, really find the healing that we want from God. We have to first know this. God is a God who is a healer. He's not a God of sickness, and he desires to be a God that comes and becomes Jehovah Rapha in all of our lives, whether you're ill and your mind, in your physical body, emotionally, in your heart, or, 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 or spiritually, where you say, I'm far from God. I don't know God. God has come to save us and heal us in all those areas of our lives. It's so important. We as a church, one of our, our vision statement here is to experience hope, healing in a home. To experience hope, healing in a home. That's the reason why we called our, our church Experience Church. And the Lord really dropped this phrase in my heart before we ever came to Tallahassee and that he desires for us to experience hope, healing in a home. Why? Because the healing portion right there, I put in the middle, we put in the middle, I really believe is so vital for our souls. We oftentimes as Christians, hear me, and as non-Christians, we oftentimes will walk through illness in our lives and it causes us to just say it is what it is. It causes us to kind of live with it. And here's what happens. It causes us to not be able to function at the, at the ability that God wants us to function at because we're ill in our bodies, in our minds, in our souls, wherever it is. It, it causes us not to function the way we want. Let me explain. If I, when I'm playing basketball and I hurt my ankle, here's what happens the next few days if my ankle is hurting here's what happens I'm not able to function the way that I would normally function and be able to do the things I would normally do why because I've been injured or I'm hurt 
It's the same thing when we're, when we're mentally ill or we're, we're emotionally ill or we're spirit. We're not able to function at the level God wants us to function at because we've been hurt. And so because we're hurt, we're not able to do. And so I believe this, God wants to come and be Jehovah Rapha in our lives. And he wants us to experience healing. Why? So that we can truly walk out and live in full potential of who he's called us and created us to be. I know this is a little bit different of a message, but I'm telling you, it's so vital because we can talk so much about God heals, God heals, heal, be healed. Ah! And we can miss the fact that it just starts with us saying, okay, let me really understand sickness is not of God. And so if it's not of God and he's not a God of sickness, then he's a God of healer. That means now I can receive healing the way I desire to because I know it doesn't come from him. Make sense? Make sense? He is Jehovah Rapha. And here's the thing, and this is what I said, when we're not functioning it the way we should, we can hap- what can happen is we can live with this illness. And here's what I know, that untreated illness at, at some point is probably going to become infected. If you get a, a, a cut in your, on your arm, let's just put it this way. If you get a cut on your arm and you just leave it, over time, it sometimes can heal, but over time it's going to get infected. And here's what infection does. Infection then spreads. Now the infection is not just affecting my arm, it's affecting my entire body. It's the same thing spiritually when we are, or, or physical, whatever. We can have something going on spiritually in our lives and we just, we're not allowing God to take it from us. We're not allowing God to forgive us for it. We're not giving it to God. And so here's what happens. It then ends up affecting everything about our lives because we're not willing to just say, God, it's yours. Why? Because I know you're Jehovah Rapha. And if you're Jehovah Rapha, I know you can heal this in my life. It's so vital that we understand this and we live this out as we continue to walk out in our lives. And here's what I wrote down. You know, it's okay to not be okay. You know, we've been told growing up a lot of times, we've been told, you know, it's, it, you got to hide not being okay. Like, you don't want people to know you're not okay. You don't want people to know you're emotionally not well. You don't want people to know you're mentally not well. You're going to be thinking, oh, they're going to look at one of those weird ones. Like, don't you, you don't want to know, no, 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 hide. No. And it's okay not to be okay. It really is. It really is okay not to be okay. Every one of us in this room, if we really got down to the nitty-gritty of who we are, we're all not okay. I'm talking about you. (laughs) We're all not okay. None of us in this room. And so here's what it is. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay not okay. And that's why we have Jehovah Rapha. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be mentally ill. It's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to be spiritually ill. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to be, it's totally okay to have illness in your life. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay there because we serve Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha who wants to pull us out of that and heal us from that so we can truly live the way he's called us to live. So vital as we continue to talk about Jehovah Rapha. John chapter nine and verse 17. Here's what's happening in this story. These Pharisees hear about this man being healed and so they can't understand it. They begin to question him and they question their parents and all these things. And so this is what we pick up in verse 17. It says, and Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, what's your opinion what, about this man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leader still refused to believe the man that had been blind and could now see. So they called in his parents. The Pharisees actually, believe it or not, did something correct here, and they, they, began, they questioned the man. They wanted to know who, what really happened in your life. And so here's what I wrote down. You know, if we really want to know God is Jehovah Rapha, we have to look at the origin of where sickness comes from, but then also we have to look at the evidence 
of God in our lives. We have to look at the evidence. This is what they did. They wanted to look at evidence and, and, and see, okay, what really happened? The issue with what happened with them is they looked at the evidence and they said they still couldn't believe. And it caused the Pharisees to go question their parents and all other things. They never did believe. And so here's what happened. At the end of this story, many of you know, the, the guy just says, listen, I don't know what he did, how he did it. I don't know. I just know I was blind and now I see. You have to look at the evidence. Okay, and what is the evidence? The evidence is this. We see all throughout the scripture, God heals. We see all through the scripture, we see God heals. You know what's interesting if you really want to? Take away the spiritually, um, spiritual, emotional, physical, or uh, what's the other one? Spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental. Thank you. I'm glad y'all paying attention. I was testing each one of y'all in here. You know what I'm saying? You know who you are that's paying attention. Praise God. You take away those four things out of the life of Jesus and his ministry, you got a very small story left. You take away the healings of Jesus. And I'm not just talking about physical healings. I'm talking about salvation and forgiveness of sins and all. You take away those four things in the life of Jesus. You got a very small life of stories left. Why? Because his life was consumed with healing others. Why? Because he wanted us to see a picture of what the, what the heart of the father really was. He wanted us to see the evidence, to search in the scripture, to see that he really did heal. He really is a healing God. He really is Jehovah Rapha. We have to search and look at the evidence in the scripture. You know, in nowadays terms and world, y'all know in culture, there's all these, these serial killer documentaries and shows. Y'all know what I'm talking about. For those that are, you know, acting too saved, praise God, you know what I'm talking about. If all these serial killer shows and there's all these documentaries and all these things that go on and always, they always talk about what is the evidence that leads us to the truth. They, all these shows, there's so many serial killer shows. There's so many, and most of us in the room and most of us online, we watch these shows. What's sad is as a culture, as a society, even as Christians, most of us probably know the names of serial killers more than we know the names of God. I'm going to hide on that one. It's true, though. We can be so consumed with watching these things that here's what happens. We realize this is what they're doing. They're looking for evidence on what the truth really is. It's the same thing of what you and I should do with the word. We should look to the word and we should look at the life of Jesus and not even the life of Jesus. You go through all throughout the scriptures, there's healings that happen in the Bible. And okay, let me look at the evidence. Okay, as I study this and read this, I see there's no doubt God is a healing God. I'll show you some scriptures just to prove it to you. I'm glad you asked. I'll read them to you. You know what I'm saying? John chapter nine, verse seven, he says, he told him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went, he washed, and he came back seeing. John chapter 9 and verse 25 says, I know this, I was blind, and now I see. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23, totally different story. It says, Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among them. Every disease and sickness. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to heal some, or, you know, I'll, I'll heal headaches, but I can't heal cancer, or, you know, I'll heal the really big ones like headaches, but, you know, the flu and stuff. No, I'm not going to. No, every disease and sickness, Jesus was healing. Why? Because he was trying to show us the evidence of who he is, and he is Jehovah Rapha. He is a God who heals. 
We have to look at the evidence. We see throughout the scripture he is a God who heals. And then not, not only that, we look at the evidence that he heals, but then also that he still heals. God is not a God that showed up in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, and then said, okay, stop at the end of the New Testament. Now everybody's on their own. No, the scripture actually says in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same God yesterday that healed the man that was blind, that healed the paralyzed men, that healed the people that had afflictions in their minds. He's the same God who did that, that does that today. But not only does he do it today, he also will do it forever. Why? Because he's the same God yesterday as he is today and also forever. So we look at this and we say, okay, now I understand this. Hold on a second, hold on a second. Okay, if I look at the evidence and I see in the scripture that God is Jehovah Rapha, he really is a God who heals. He healed all kind of people in the scripture. Not only do I see that, now I know, okay, if he's the same God that did that, now here's what happens. I know if he did that for them, he can do that for me. He can heal me. If he can heal somebody in the scripture, he can heal me. See, the scriptures were not meant to be scriptures that we just read and say, oh, good story. Cool story, bro. Great story. Oh, man, it was such a cool story. Oh, yeah, that story's so great. <laughs> so great. Here's what he was doing. He was, he was giving us the scripture to, not to deflate us and say that's for them and not for us, but to motivate us to say if it's for them, it's for us. It's vital that we understand this as Christians because we can walk through these illnesses in our lives and we just think this is what it is. No, we serve a God who is a God that heals and desires to heal you and I. It's so uh, cool that we see this. If he did it for them, he can do it for us. And here's what we know. If he created us, he can heal us. If he created us, he can heal us. If we really believe to the core of who we are, that God is the creator of the universe, which we do, then we know, okay, if he created us, then obviously if he put together who we are and he did all the things in our bodies and he created who we are, if that's the case, then he can easily heal my body when it's sick. He can easily heal my mind when it's not well. He can easily heal me emotionally when my heart is broken. And so this is what we see. We see we serve a God who is a God that heals even though, that, even though uh, we may not always see it the way we think we should. Psalms chapter 103, it says, He forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. You know, it's interesting as a culture in Christianity in America, it's interesting that we have gotten to a place where it's easy for us to have faith to believe that he forgives us. It's easy for us to believe if I ask God to forgive me, he will. But it's difficult for some reason for us to say, if I ask God to heal me, he will. He's the same God that forgives that heals. If he can forgive me, he can heal me. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. If we can believe for forgiveness, we should easily be able to heal of a belief for healing. Why is it for us? Let me ask you this. Let's just think about this. Why is it it's easier for us to ask for forgiveness than it is healing? And I really do believe this is because when we're we're sick in our bodies or we're mentally ill, whatever it may be, there, there's feelings involved. And so because our feelings are involved, now we're caught up in a way that it feels. And so it's easier for us to say, I can have faith in it because my feelings are in it. Does that make sense? 
With, and so here's what we know. We read this scripture. He's a, he forgives all my sins and he heals all of my diseases. It doesn't say he forgives all my sins and then I hope that he'll heal all my diseases. No, he's a God that forgives everything and heals everything. We look at the evidence of who God is and we see that he is Jehovah Rapha. He is a God that heals, but he is also a God that still heals. We look at the scripture and we see he was a God that healed back in the day, but he's also a God that continues to heal because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. I wanna build your faith up today. I wanna encourage you. I wanna motivate you. If you're sick in your body, if you're mentally ill, if there's things going on in your heart, I wanna encourage you today. We serve a God who desires to heal that area of your life. You're like, oh, well, I don't really know God and I'm kind of far from God. It doesn't matter. You are his creation. He loves you. He desires to heal you. He's Jehovah Rapha. Scripture in, it's not going to come up, but it's scripture in Proverbs chapter three and verse five, it says, lean not on your own understanding. It says, trust in the Lord, but lean not on your own understanding. What does that mean? Why would, why would God say trust in the Lord but lean not? Because here on our own understanding, because here's, here's what happens. Oftentimes if we don't understand it, we can't believe it. And so here's what God says. Get your understanding out of it because this is what he says. He says, trust in the Lord, use faith. See, faith carries me past logic. It, it goes past the logical way of thinking and says, okay, even though this doesn't make sense to me, I don't know how God's gonna do this. Okay, I'm not gonna lean on my own understanding. I'm just gonna have faith because I know faith will carry me past my understanding and my logic. And so I'm able to trust the Lord and God can do what he wants to do in my heart and my life. Does that make sense? Is this all right? Everybody all right? Everybody's so serious today. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. <laughs> Jehovah Rapha, he's a God who heals. John chapter nine and verse six says, then he spit on the ground, he made mud with saliva and, and he spread the mud over the man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. If we're talking about Jehovah Rapha and how do we really know that he's a God that heals, there's a two, three things and this is the third thing, but we have to first look at the origin of where sickness comes from. It does not come from God. Then we have to look and we say, okay, let me look at the evidence. Does God really heal? I see that he healed. I see that he still heals. Okay, so I know uh, that it doesn't come from him. I know that he heals us, me of it, but then also now I have to look to the solution. I can't just know it. I have to look to him. I love this scripture because this is what Jesus told him. He says, listen, I want you to go. He, he grabs the mud. He, he washes it up in his hands and, and he puts it on the man's eyes and he doesn't just stop and say, you're healed. Now he says, I want you to go. He said, I want you to wash. And so here's what happens. The man goes, he listens, he honors him, he obeys him. He, he washes it, he washes his eyes and the man can see. It shows us this, that I believe this, that, uh, that oftentimes to receive healing, uh, that we have to understand, we have to look to the solution, not oftentimes, all times, we have to look to the solution and that is Christ. But sometimes Christ, hear, hear me, in our healing process, here's what he does. He wants us to say, okay, okay, I, I, I can heal you immediately. I can do that. But here's now what I want you to do. I want you to take a, and have a response to my healing. It doesn't just say me, okay, you're good, go. Same thing with forgiveness. Forgiveness is immediate. We immediately get forgiven. But then God doesn't just say be forgiven and go live how you want. Oftentimes in the scripture, he would say, you're forgiven. Now go and sin no more. 
He would give a response. I want you to respond to what I've done in your heart. So now, that's, and that's what sanctification is. Now, I'm going to walk out and live according to God's purpose and plan how he wants me to live. Why? Because I'm responding to who he is and what he's done in my heart. It's the same thing with our lives. Sometimes God wants us to respond to things he's asking us to do. And what is that response? I want to show it to you so we can really receive healing today. In James chapter 5 and verse 14, are you, are you any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you. Anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. He says, are you, any of you sick in here? Or any of you sick? He said, oh, here's what you I want you to gather the elders, and I want you to pray. You know, oftentimes healing is just on the other side of us just saying we need, we need somebody to pray with us. Oftentimes, healings uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, all, they're just oftentimes on the other side where we say, hey, I want you to believe with me. I want you to lock arms with me and believe. Why? Because I believe he's Jehovah Rapha and I'm struggling in this area of my life. And so I need you to help pray with me. I want, I want you to gather with me. I want you to believe with me. I want you to fight for me. And here's what happened. God, the Bible says it. He says that the Lord will make you well. This is not me talking. This is not my ideas. This is literally what the scripture says. It's a promise. The Lord will make you well. I love this scripture in John because he uses saliva and mud. And I love it because here's what's cool. He, he mixes it up, and it's the only time in the scripture he does this. And in any other scripture we read, he doesn't ever use saliva and mud to heal somebody. It's the only time. What does this show us? It shows me this, that there's no formula to God's healing. It's not formula, it's faith. It's not formula, it's faith. It's us saying, okay, God, we're gonna trust and believe that you are uh, the God that you say you are, you're Jehovah Rapha, and that you can heal me from whatever it is that I'm walking through in my life. It's not a formula, it's faith. Last scripture as we close today, Mark chapter six and verse four, it says, Jesus said to them, a prophet is not welcome or without honor except in his own town. A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few people and heal them. Here's what's happening in this story. Jesus is visiting his hometown. The people say, isn't this the Jesus? He was teaching in the synagogues. They say, isn't this the Jesus that was the carpenter? Isn't this the guy we saw grow up and we watched him and he was the guy? Isn't that the same God? And it says right here, it says, it says that he was not welcome there. And so here's what happened. It says this, it says, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown. He, he's honored everywhere else except for his hometown. And here's what happens. It's crazy. We just read a scripture where Jesus, and this oftentimes in the scripture, it said, and Jesus healed every disease and every sickness. He healed all. Then we get to this scripture in Mark chapter six and verse five. It says, he could not do many miracles there except lay his hands on a few people and heal them. So he went from he could heal everybody to he was only able to heal a few people. Why is this? It's because of the lack of honor in the hometown. I really do believe this. Hear me, hear me, hear me. I really do believe this. I really do believe this. I believe this. Honor is the door that we, I believe, I'm gonna say it this way. Honor is the door that we use to enter into God's presence. From the door being open into God's presence, miracles begin to happen in our lives. In the, old, in, the, in the scripture, in this, in this, in this translation here, it's, it's saying, listen, they were not willing to honor because they knew him. They were familiar with him. Isn't it interesting 
that because of they were familiar with him, they couldn't honor him. Shouldn't it be the other way around? The more familiar we are with him, the more we should trust him. But oftentimes it's crazy. Oh my goodness, it's crazy that oftentimes we do the same thing as Christians. We can go to church and know the scripture so well and read the Bible on our own and we know the stories and we think we have it all figured out. And so here's what happens. We start to lean more on our own understanding and we start to lose the lack of honor that we should have towards him. We should always start with honoring him, not like, oh, yeah, I know this song. Oh, yeah, I've, I've read this scripture. Oh, I know this story. Oh, yeah, I know. He heals, he heals. And here's what happens. It can become so familiar with us that through familiarity, here's what happens. We lose honor. And here's what happens. The honor, I believe, is a door that we, we allows us to be entering into his presence. It allows us to say, okay, God, we're going to trust you. And then from honoring you, here's what happens. God does something crazy. He comes and he meets us where we are. But it starts with honor. We can say we trust him all we want, but if we don't honor him, we don't really trust him. One of the greatest ways, I believe, and we can honor him with our lives, with obedience and how we live our lives, we honor him with our words and what we say and how we speak. We honor him as far as with our influence and how we share about him. We do all this, all different ways to honor God. But one of, the, one of the great ways we honor God, and I love this, is through worship. We just take moments where we say, God, it's not about me. It's not about my problems. It's not about my family. It's not about what my thought processes are. God, it's not even about my sickness. God, it's about you. I don't want to come to you because I need you. I want to come to you because I want to honor you. It's about honor. And here's what I know. That healing can come instantly. Healing can sometimes be a process. But here's what I do know, and, I do, and here's what I, I want to say this too about the process. Let me very quickly say this. The, the process can sometimes just be right in front of us. Like you're struggling with a broken heart because of stuff in your marriage. Maybe the process is just going to a, a, a marriage counselor. Maybe you're struggling physically in your body. Maybe it's just the process is just going to see a doctor. Maybe there's something mentally in your life. Maybe it's just the process is just you going and allowing God to use a therapist to help you work some things out in your mind. It doesn't always have to be this supernatural thing. God allows people in our lives in the moment so that we can help us walk through the process and we can find the healing that way. So yes, he heals supernaturally, but also sometimes it's a process and sometimes it's just us being bold enough to say, I got to get through the process. I got to work this. I got to go see this person or do this. Why? Because there's something in me that's not right. And I know if it's not right, I know I'm not functioning the way that I'm supposed to function. That means that I'm not able to do the things God's called me to do. That means I'm going to think different than I'm supposed to think. So here's what I have to do. I got to step out and say, God, I trust you. I honor you. But now through my honor, here's what I'm going to do, God. I'm going to walk through the process of what you put before me. Is this all right? It's honor. There's no formula. There's no form. It's a faith that says, I believe, I trust, and so here's what I'm going to do, God. I'm going to honor you. And today what I'm going to do, we never do this, and I'm just going to do this today, and I'm going to ask just for five minutes that you would just, just remain here for just five more minutes, and we're going to just we're gonna worship again. And here's what we're going to do. We're just going to honor the Lord, and I believe this. Hear me today. I, I'm, I've been praying all week about this. I believe this, that God wants to heal people today. 
I really do believe this. I believe God wants to, if you're sick in your body, I believe God wants to heal you today. I believe we're gonna see, we're gonna see miracles. Online, watching, I believe God wants to heal you. And maybe it's mentally. I, I believe God wants to restore your mind today. Maybe it's emotionally. Maybe God, I believe God wants to just lift those things off of you. I believe we serve a God who is Jehovah Rapha right now. Not tomorrow, now. We have to get to back to being a people that say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you in the natural and in the supernatural. It's not weird. It's not uncomfortable. It's not awkward, God. It's me honoring you. And through me honoring you, God, you, for some reason, you're so crazy. You love me so much that you come and you move in my life. So this is what we're going to do. And so I'm going to ask just for two minutes, three minutes, 20 minutes. I'm just joking. That you would say, you know what, let's just honor the Lord. Would you mind standing with me as we pray and then we're going to worship just for a moment. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you are Jehovah Rapha. God, we thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha. God, we thank you that you are a miracle working God. Lord, we thank you that you are a healing God. We believe together. We say it. God, we believe that you are a God who can heal us. God, today we just take a moment and we honor you. God, not for something we can do, you can do for us, but God, because of who you are. We say, God, we love you, we honor you, and we worship you with our words, with our heart, with our lives. God, today we just say, have your way. God, today we say, have your way. You are a way maker. Where there seems to be no way, you show up in our lives. And so God, today, every heart, every body, every soul, God, every mind, God, would you come and would you begin to heal people as we worship you today? Come on, why don't we worship just for a moment?